Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your book. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, Maggie McReynolds. Hello and welcome to another episode of Book Journeys Radio. Every week on Book Journeys Radio, we talk to accomplished authors who have gone from just having an idea for a book to a finished book that's out there and making a difference in the world. So our goal for this show is for you to walk away inspired and motivated to write your book, whether it's your, your first book or your third. Today, we have with us Stephanie McAuliffe personal archaeologist and public speaker, and the author of The Message in the Bottle. Welcome, Stephanie. It's great to have you here. Thank you, Maggie. It is amazing to be here with you today. Cool. To help uh, orient our listeners, I, I usually start with the same question with authors. The Message in the Bottle, can you tell us what your book is about and who it's for? Yes. So the subtitle says a lot. It's Finding Hope and Peace Amidst the Chaos of Living with an Alcoholic. And I am the fourth generation of women in my family who grew up around and or lived with alcoholics. And so there's so much stigma that's associated with this, and we're not talking about what's going on. And so in this book, I share my very personal journey of growing up around this, the effects in in the family life, and then how I ultimately came to a place of peace and and forgiveness and self-forgiveness. And it's meant to be a book that any other person who is going through this can read my book and be inspired by my journey. And I share a lot of what I use to come to the place where I'm at so that they know that they're not alone because so often we feel alone in where we are because we're not talking about this. And so I am breaking the cycle of silence with this book. Do you find, you know, even with a lot of fairly transparent celebrity disclosures and stuff like that in the media, do you think I'm hearing that shame is still a really big issue? Shame is, a huge issue. And I'm glad you brought up the the celebrity aspect because it's the celebrities that are going into rehab that we're talking about. What we're not talking about is the effect on the family. And a lot of times we're suffering from the same things as the drinker is. We're just not drinking. And there is an incredible amount of shame and the stigma that goes with it because we don't want to be seen as, oh, well, I married an alcoholic. There must be something wrong with me. I can't talk about it because my friends won't get it. Um, There is an incredible amount of shame. And we're not talking a lot about the effects on the family. Right. And I assume that's the whole family, not just a partner, right? Yes. Yes, because I, as a, a child... 
you know, I watched my grandmother numb herself through her 32-year marriage to her husband. Um, well, the last parts of it that I saw, but um, and then that, that affected my mother and her brother, and it's also affected my two brothers. And so it is. It's the whole family unit that's affected by this disease, and we need to make sure that that the alcoholics get the help that they need. But we need to remember too that the rest of the family comes along with the whole dynamic. Right. Right. So it sounds like you know, some authors who come into our program are still feeling their way along towards their topic. You know, they're not, they may have a few different topics they want to write about or, you know, uh, was, this, was this the one you knew you wanted to write about from the very beginning? Yes, uh, because I think it's so important to get over the stigma of, of shame and silence and so many of us grew up in families where I say, quote, unquote, we don't talk about these things. And, you know, it's very interesting that we're talking this week because this week is the fifth anniversary of my husband going into rehab. And that was one of the greatest gifts for me. And I look at myself now compared to five years ago or even a year ago when I first had the thought of writing a book. And I I knew that I knew that I wanted to write about growing up around alcoholics and living with them and of my journey out. But the book I originally thought I was going to write wasn't specifically the book that came out. Yeah. So what do you wish you'd known but before you before you wrote it? Was there aspects of it that like completely threw you or surprised you? Yes, some of the emotions. Um, and there were three things in particular, there, particular that, that came, one of which I had always grown up saying I don't want kids. And I remember when I was writing a certain chapter at, I don't know, 2 o'clock on a Saturday morning, and I realized that I did want kids. And so there were things that came up when I was writing that just – had me in tears, but they were good tears because it was the release of some emotions that I had held on to. And then the roller coaster of the emotions once, once the book was published because you put so much effort into it and it's, you know, I poured my heart and soul into this. And then it's, you're published and, and it's almost like a void of time and space and energy and it's a holy crap, what do I do with myself now? Right, right, and it's it's a lot of our authors say, and I, I experienced this myself when I wrote a book in the program that even no matter how much work you've done on the stuff that you're writing about, there's a certain not just remembering but reliving it as you write about it, and it's it's I think it's a both overwhelming, but I think it also can be this really good opportunity to go, alrighty then, I'm just going to deal with this once and for all. Yes, it can. Yeah, it can be incredibly cathartic. And a lot of these things I had already dealt with through my own healing. And so it was nice as I wrote certain aspects of the book that I was almost looking at them from an observer perspective, that the the deep wounding emotions weren't driving me anymore. 
but there were still a few things that came up and it was still a cathartic process to go through this. Um, so it's, it's a great process to do this because we're all holding on to things that as much as we think we've dealt with them, there's still things that come up. And it's good because it, it releases what we don't need anymore. Right. There's a, there's a great quote, um, and it, it, it dates back to the days before computers, so I'm going to adapt it and update it. And it says, <laughs> writing, writing is easy. You just stare at the screen until drops of blood form on your forehead. So <laughs> I'm wondering, <laughs> did you have those writer block moments as, as passionately as you felt about your subject? And obviously you had a wealth of, of not just personal experience, but personal work and healing to drop on. Nonetheless, did you have those stare at the blank computer screen moments? Absolutely. Uh, one of the things that we do in the process is we write up a character study. And I think because I was so close to the topic, I went through five rounds of this and I kept thinking, what else do I need to put? And, and finally it was in one of our group calls with Angela that I, I, I guess I said the magic sentence and she said, yes, that's it. Um, and so I finally, I think because I was thinking about it too much as well, I needed to get out of my head and just really approach it from my heart. And once I got past that point, it flew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really get that. I really get that. That's a good moment when Angela says yes, isn't it? <laughs> uh, it's awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So had you tried to write about this before or, or about anything? Had you tried to write a book before? No. I, um, it's interesting because in, uh, I want to say, my prior life, I spent 27 years on Wall Street. And I was trying to, I had been released from my job and did a a consulting gig for a while. And then I was just trying to figure out what I wanted next. And I knew I wanted to make a difference, but I didn't quite know how. And then a year ago, September, I just got this whisper of, you're going to write a book. And this, of course, was, yes. And this so was the one natural thing for me to write about. I had started doing some stream of consciousness writing mm-hmm. and I have about 35,000 words somewhere in a file on my computer. But really That's when a lot I of sat words. down to write the book, it is, but, but it was just, I think sometimes you just need to blather and get these things out of you because very little of it actually ended up in the book that was published. What's, well, I, I hear that you were writing Stream of Consciousness, but what's right. the difference between writing on your own with you and your computer versus writing in the author incubator program? <laughs> ah, um, I had no structure on my own. I didn't have a plan. Uh, I, would, I, I know would that just song. Sit and write. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I would just sit and write, and whatever came to me, I just. I just wrote and I thought, well, you know, maybe I'll be able to use some of this. Uh, But really there was no plan, no deadline, no push to get it done. So had I been doing it on my own, I might still be writing and editing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hearing, 
um, deadline structure accountability maybe? Oh, absolutely, because it was – I've always worked well to deadlines of being in project management. That was my life for 30 years. Um, so I mm-hmm. liked the structure of the program, and it's amazing how everything builds on top of each other, as it should with a normal plan. But it was also the structure, and it's it's kind of it, – it, I want to use the word sneaky, but sneaky in a good way of Angela having you write certain things to help get you out of your head and really form the book that's going to be created before it's created, if that makes sense. So that Mm -hmm. once you sit down to write, it's the writing process was easy because there was so much structure that was put ahead of it. And when I say structure, I don't want to come across as it being rigid because there's no rigidity in it at all other than there's the, the structured timeline. But what goes in is purely your own, and that's part of the beauty of the whole process. Yeah, yeah, I get that. So you, it's, yeah. it's sort of like a, a playground, right? There's, there's, there, there are fences. And so you know where you're not supposed to go. You're not supposed to run out into the street. But within that playground, you can do what you want. Absolutely. And, you know, the concept of, you know, keep writing forward. Because, like I said, if if I had stayed with my stream of consciousness writing, I'd still be editing it. And I think I finally found my voice in Chapter 6. So it's an interesting process to go through. Didn't you want to just stop right then and there and go back to chapter one and fix it? No, because I saw how much better my writing was getting. And I also had the deadline of we need need your first cut of your manuscript, and then you're going to have time to go back and edit. And that was part of what was nice with the whole process was you, you know you're going to have something complete and to be able to say, on this date, I'm going to have a first draft of a completed manuscript was really cool. And that was almost like the carrot that was, I was dangling in front of myself of, I know after I have this, I'm going to be able to go back and do whatever edits I need to do so that I can either leave chapter one as I want, or I can then you know, go back and, and rework chapter one. So it's kind of like number six, but um, I don't have to futz with it now. At, at the beginning, did that, that, did that concept of having a finished manuscript, of, of even having a completed book, did, was that something you could even wrap your mind around? Did that seem real? Um. did and it didn't. It was when I actually, you know, it was a concept, but I knew I wanted to do something and I saw how I was doing on my own. And once I got into the process, it seemed real. And it seemed more real when I finally got through my character study. Um, I actually needed to go away for a cr- on a cruise for a week and just totally disconnect from everything. And then I came back and then I was good to go. 
Um, yeah, in the beginning, I knew it was going to happen. But it was when I really got into more of the inline and more of the structure that I really saw the end goal in, end goal in sight. So that's interesting. I'm hearing that on your own, your first step would be to just write, to just vomit out whatever was in your head. I think a lot of us are that's writing a, that way. Yeah, and that's exactly what I did. And but like said, the I program is different, right? Yes, it is different. Because it's not, you know, just to, to blather doesn't really do anything other than to, to blather. There wasn't a structure. There wasn't a timeline. And so being in the program was, was absolutely what I needed to, really for me to refine my thoughts of how I wanted to pull this together in, yeah. into something that I could offer other people so they could heal. We talked about what was different about the writing process that surprised you. What was, so you, your book is out on, in Kindle, right? Um, yes. Is, is it going, is it going further? Is it going to be in bookstores? It will. Yes. It's been picked up by uh, Morgan James and it will be in bookstores on July 8th. I believe it's the 18th of 2018 or July 17th, 2018, oh, which is very exciting. Cool. So congratulations. I have, thank you. Yes. And so it will be in bookstores. Um, what's even cooler is the thought of it being in airport bookstores. We'll oh, I know. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, because as for, I just for authors, for some the, reason, that's like the ultimate in making it. I'm in an airport bookstore. <laughs> I know. Well, because you figure so many people, and I buy a lot of books in, in airport bookstores myself, and I'm always going to look. Um, it's like when I had my preserves business, I had to go, always had to go look at the preserves books. Um, yeah. Now I'll be looking at, you know, the self-help and, and seeing what's out there. And, and there's always, you know, great books. And the great thing about travel is, you know, as I said before, a lot of people don't want to talk about, I live with an alcoholic, I grew up with alcoholics, it runs in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, they, can, they can go into a bookstore or they could go online and they can pick up this book and they can be on a trip and read it. And it might be the first step that they need to start their own healing, which is awesome. So... You know, there's a lot of books that you can see in the airport bookstore that you might not see anywhere else. Right. Right. Um, I can't wait till I'm, I'm going to be in the airport in two weeks. Like, I've got to go look now with your words <laughs> in mind. <laughs> yeah. So it's exciting was, that next July at the height of travel. Whole... Seat... Right. Right. Yeah. Is, was there anything about, so you, your, your book came out in, in on Kindle first, which I I think maybe to some people sounds backward of what they're expecting. Was that whole process other than what you thought it would be coming out in ebook, getting a contract to go into print? It was really pretty seamless. Um, you know, I know there are people who like a, a, a book in their hand. And right. so there, I still have friends who are waiting for my author copies, which I should have in a couple of weeks, which is awesome. 
Um, but other people, it's, you know, electronic, which means you can read it anywhere and you can read it on your iPad or your, you know, your Kindle or whatever. Uh, but what was nice is my cover has, my cover is changing from the ebook to the print book, and it gave me an opportunity to make any changes that I needed to before it went to print, mm-hmm. which was really nice. So I knew that if it wasn't perfect, or if I found a typo, which I did, um, or I needed to change, you know, something specific. I had the ability to do that, which is a really nice way for the process to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I understand completely. I understand. Well, so, so far, what's the best thing that's come out of having your own book out there? Hmm. Or just a fun thing, <laughs> if you don't have a top of the charts moment. <laughs> Well, the the fun thing is, you know, I'm now, and the best thing is I'm now helping women who are where I was five years ago. So I'm saying it's wonderful that we're talking, and this is the fifth anniversary of my ex going into rehab. Um, right. Because I, I'm I'm taking away, or my goal is to take away the stigma of, you know, the shame and of not being able to talk about the fact that we're, you know, life happens. 53% of us are affected by a loved one's alcohol dependency. There shouldn't be any shame or stigma in saying, you know what, life handed me a bowl of lemons and, you know, now I want to make lemonade out of it. Mm-hmm. But I don't have the recipe, <laughs> right? Well, my book's the recipe. Or yeah, work with yeah. me, and and I've got the recipe. And as much as we think that, you know, we're alone in our thoughts, and we are alone in our thoughts, but we think we're unique. You know, I'm finding mm-hmm. more and more we're not. And so many of the people I talk to who are are struggling with this, the struggles are so much the same, and so the big message is, you know, you're not alone. You don't have to be alone. You don't have to struggle by yourself. There are people who have lived through this and are now shining. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Couldn't you, could you have done that without a book? Um, Could I have maybe, but I don't think so. Um, I think having a book gives, a huge level of credibility Um, besides the fact that I can say that I'm an international best-selling author, which is pretty freaking cool in and of itself. Indeed. But it's yes, but you're now you've, you've written about it. You've, you're showing people there is the way these are the tools that you use. This is how you came out of it. Um, For me to just talk about it without having the book behind it, the, the level of credibility isn't the same. Yeah, I get that. I mean, mm-hmm. in, in, in any, in Al-Anon or any program, you can definitely find people to commiserate with, right? Right. But it's a little different from from a guide. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I love my 12-step program. I love my groups. 
but they only took me so far. And it was when I sought further help and I started to work with a coach, that's when my transformation really started to happen. And so this is, you know, the message in the bottle is a tool for people to help them in their transformation. Um, it's, it's another tool to take people beyond where they might currently be with dealing with this. Yeah. And you can, and soon they can hold it in their hand next to the cash yes. register of an airport book. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is so cool. Yes. That is so very cool. I will be, I will be I making just, my way to an airport in July. <laughs> I just, I love that idea. Um, it's like I said, because I just, I travel and fly probably half a dozen times a year and I'm always looking in the bookstore. Yeah. There's always something cool and new to find. Um, you know, I, I, the, a bookstore and a cooking store are the two places that are like my Christmas to me. It's I'm a kid in a candy I get store. It. Just yeah, absolutely. I absolutely get it. <clears throat> so you got to know that out there listening to this podcast, <clears throat> excuse me, either live or in the recording, there are people out there listening going, um, I've I've tried to write a book or I want to write a book. I haven't been able to pull it off. What what would you tell them to do? If you want to, or you seriously want to write a book, and you want to write a book that makes a difference, sign up for Angela's program. It's a great group of people um, to work with. It's heart-centered people who want to make a difference. Uh, What I love is that you're going through the process together. And so, again, you're not alone in your thoughts. You're not alone in your struggles. Um, Angela and others are there to help us get through the drama of writing a book, of which Mm -hmm. there is drama, because it's bringing up things in ourselves that we didn't know were there. And um, it's a great community of support um, that lasts long beyond the writing of, of the book, which is really awesome. With the drama, what do you think would happen outside of a program if it came up? Oh, I would find excuses as to why I had to find something else to do other than work on my book. Oh, sure. <laughs> Clearly you needed more coaching or you, you oh, needed yeah. to uh, yeah. get on a plane and go somewhere else. <laughs> well, and the yeah, thing is, I hear you. Um, you know, I also knew that I didn't, there was, there's an expertise that Angela offers that I didn't want to have to try to figure it all out on my own. Right. Which is huge. I mean, she's been in the business and this is where, you know, we, we put on our, our big boy and big girl pants and say, you know what, I'm raising my hand. I need help. I know I want to do this, but. I want the structure and the guidance that's offered in this program so that I can get out there and make the difference I want to make more quickly, much, much more quickly than if I ever tried to do it on my own. Staring at that computer screen with the the drops of blood forming on the forehead. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. From, 
from banging my head on the the computer or the desk. <laughs> yes. yes exactly. Yeah, and I don't know if I I would have a book and and the other thing that that's beautiful about this process is you know, we think we need to write something that's going to appeal to everyone. And this is where Angela turns that on on its head and my book is a love letter to one person. And by yeah. writing a love letter to the one person, it will appeal to other people, but it's a very if you when you're writing to one person, it's a very personal exchange. And it it creates a much deeper and richer product. Ah, that's beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. Today's author is Stephanie McAuliffe. Stephanie, I'm so glad you were able to be here. Thank you. Oh, me too, Maggie. This is always a blast catching up with you, and this has been a very fun half an hour. Stephanie is the author of The Message in the Bottle, available on Kindle and in next July in bookstores and especially airport bookstores near you. Thanks, Stephanie, and thanks, everybody, for hanging with us. Until next time. Thank you, Maggie. This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com.